the intro again. <laughs> don't, don't, please don't. You really gonna do this? Yeah, f- him. It's our show. We do what we want. Oh my God, no! Not another freaking wrestling podcast. Yay! Like I said, I don't get people watching. So either you love me or you don't. I love you. I love you too. Welcome back, everybody, to another Fuck episode. You. Of... Welcome to another episode of Not Another Freaking Wrestling Podcast. I am the host, Will, and I'm here with my other the host, Shane Daniels. Yeah, fuck the Tennessee house. Same. Also, I'm JD, and I want to complain hey, real quick. Rude, I'm coming, I'm, rude. I'm coming out of the gate guest. hot. You I'm are coming a out of the gate hot. Because, you are look, a I, guest, I spent time... We have another host to introduce wait, himself. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. Jake, introduce yourself. <laughs> Jake, Don't, I'm literally missing myself right now over this. Okay, <laughs> now. Now I'm back. All right, check it out. I went to Clash of Carpet City two weeks ago, and do you know what I heard the whole time when I introduced myself to people? Oh, you're on Jake's podcast. Oh, you're on Shane's podcast. Oh, you're on Tyler's podcast. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> it ain't our fault we're the fucking main event, bud. <laughs> Welcome to the show, JD. You like, fuck. Like every fucking buddy I talked to, dude, that didn't already know me was like, oh, you're on Jake's podcast. You're on Shane's podcast. Yeah, I know you. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> well... That's nothing compared to what happened to me. We're not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> Are we not? No. No. no don't get me fucking started. Like, I'm already episode. on the fucking war path. And fuck you guys for what you guys fucking did. I'm not going to fucking talk about <laughs> it right now. We'll talk about it when we talk about the fucking show. But I promise you I'll get every single one of y'all fucking back. You drew the house, buddy. Fuck you, JD. You do some mean shit to me all the fucking time, man. Do I? Yeah. Do I do mean stuff to you? Yeah. What did I do? You fuckers pick on me all the time. No. no. We do pick on him all the time in the group chat. Let's be real. Yeah. No. You also photoshopped the shit out of me. I don't. I just get asked to do these things Uh for these random fucking people who are whoever's running the fucking Facebook. Hmm. It's we gotta talk about that later too. Someone they really fucking needs to say, say "Hey, that why don't we put fucking uh, you know Brock Lesnar in front of a fucking bodega?" Okay, cool. Here, here you go. <laughs> hey, why don't you Photoshop Jake's head on Cody Rose? Because why not? That's what they asked me for. I don't know. The best Photoshop of me in the last two weeks has been the one of me headbutting plate of spaghetti. And that wasn't even me, so fuck you. I know. You. I love that one. That one's I awesome. Think I think I missed the one. Me one. flying headfirst into uh, Ryo Komatoi's ass from Kill a Kill. All right. Uh, Hold on. Uh, hey, fuck that. Out of all the fucking Photoshop of you that I've gotten asked, none of those are hilarious to you. None of those are funny. None of those are like, oh, yeah, I could see that. That's funny. I didn't say they weren't. No. Oh, okay. They're fucking That's what hilarious. I need. So All right, let's get. On you. <laughs> let's get started right out of the gate. Um, I've missed you. A few things before we get to WrestleMania. Uh, WWE has officially announced a merger with Endeavor. Um, 
they will apparently form a new company that will oversee WWE and UFC. Vince McMahon is back in charge, um, as we saw Monday night, which we'll get to. Um, any thoughts, quick thoughts? Because we're going to talk about this in a full-length episode. I, I kind of skimmed through it when I first answer. saw it, and I immediately thought it was the place me and Will used to work bought it, and I was like, wait, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Solar money ain't nothing to fuck around with, Jake. Well, and Solar Mafia, you know. I, I just don't, I don't see it. I don't know why this is a thing. Um, I get it's your company. I feel like this is more of a petty thing, more of a fuck you to everybody than anything. And I, don't know, I don't think he sold it just to sell it. He sold it to his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. He well, sold well, it to his fucking friends as a fuck you to everybody. He I'm, sold it to his friends knowing that they would keep him in charge. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure well, he offered them why a sweet discount on the deal. That was his. why they took the Endeavor deal because Endeavor was pretty much the only potential suitor on the table that was okay with Vince sticking around. Everyone else, that was the contingent. Well, of besides Dubai. the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia, but you know. Fuck them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But All I don't right, think um, that was ever a real possibility. I don't I think, think that he, was more just think, to get there. He was going to sell it to anybody else other than somebody who was going to give him power. Yeah. Because that's how petty but, he is. I don't know. Endeavor, to me, makes a ton of sense because in the last year, Endeavor has been on a crazy buying spree of getting anything they can get their hands on from UFC to the most random of game and movie properties. I mean, shit, they got the rights to Lord of the Rings. That's true. Do you think this is going to fuck up uh, Peacock at all? No. Mm. Maybe. I, I don't, don't think so, see... because I, the only way I see it fucking up Peacock is for the big four events. They might start charging for those because people are going to pay for those, whether or not. I'm not going to know it. Well, yeah, I, I think $20 to see WrestleMania. Is I it going to be twenty dollars though? I mean, any fucking UFC pay per view is fucking fifty nine ninety nine. Yeah, I don't think they're going to be charging all that though, and especially look, with them being on Peacock. Also, look at AEW, what they charge for their fucking pay per views, and and they don't even run big pay per views like that all the time, and people bitch about the price. So, I mean, if it goes to that, I'm not going to spend fifty bucks. I mean, that's a fucking dated fucking thing. Mm-hmm. That's fair, and we can get into all this. And so much more when we talk about this later, because uh, this uh, there's a lot of breakdown here. All right, moving right along, uh, Auschwitz made a WrestleMania cameo, and Dominic Mysterio's. I, I, I didn't fucking see it at all. So they said beforehand to expect a lot of surprises at WrestleMania. <laughs> 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 Woo. Uh, that was and not everybody was like, oh, it's going to be Randy. Oh, maybe Biggie and Kofi will pop up for a segment. Oh, maybe it'll be blah, blah, blah. Nope, it's Shane McMahon and Auschwitz. <laughs> uh, no, no you, you had it right when you say popped. It was Shane McMahon popping his quads. Just Just, man. Like father, like son, right? Yo, I, I popped so hard. Yeah, not as hard as his quad. There was only one quad. Vince did too. You know, you know what sucks for him and... I'll just say this real quick. What sucks for him in this moment, I don't like Shane McMahon that much, but what really sucks is that his most embarrassing moment was just so hilarious. 
Because it was just, it was objectively hilarious. But then it gave a great moment for that young boy, Snoop Dogg. That's it. Yo, that was... We'll get to that again, too. Uh, Bailey. Are we uh, we, going to see the end of Bailey in WWE? I doubt it. I don't know, man. Uh, I hope so, but I doubt it. There's a lot of... There's so many things that we don't know from this whole thing. I don't feel like we're getting every little detail. It'll eventually come out because, you know, all these filings that are going to have to go through and make sure all the money's right and all this stuff. So all this will eventually come out. If Vince is truly back, I would say a lot of people, you're going to see an exile. Yeah. um, I truly believe that because a lot of people don't want to work for him. We've already seen the first two people leave since Vince came back in Grizzled Young Veterans. Oh, yeah, that's true. Conveniently, right before a major Wembley Stadium show was announced by AEW, where they would receive... To be fair, though, were they really being used that much? No. They weren't being used well. They were were on TV consistently. um, But the the thing with Bailey, though, like, she did an interview... Uh, earlier in the weekend um, saying that she felt like she needed to prove herself and like this is Bailey we're talking about she has nothing to prove to anybody but the after watching this weekend of wrestling and everything I, I think back to her comments and it makes me kind of think if she's not going to take the Mercedes Monet route when she gets her first opportunity and I, I think Mercedes Monet and Bailey traveling together around the world wrestling. It's got money printed all over it. The only thing is they're going to be so fucking expensive that that rules out 95% of wrestling companies of being able to afford them. So it pretty much just guarantees if she leaves the only place she will stick around in permanently unless she's willing to take a pay cut is AEW. I think, though, Bailey. I mean, to, to your point, yeah, she might charge a little bit, but, I mean, this is where Bailey started, was fucking in the indies. She knows her stocks went up. She ain't going to pass up no money. You know, Bailey, I... She's that rare case, like, and I, everybody knows how I feel about Bailey. One of my favorite yeah, I know you hate her, but like, she's one of those rare cases where she went from being the top babyface to being the top heel. That is very special. That is a very versatile performer, and any company that's willing to just squander her the way she's been squandered the last several months on television doesn't deserve her. Well, it's I not even that. just squandering her. It's that whole fucking damage control unit. God. And that's literally what I, I, what, last Friday, whatever day it was, I said, what are we, what the fuck are we doing here with damage control? Like, they haven't, they lost on SmackDown. They lost at WrestleMania. Then they put them on Raw in a match to con- do the number one contenders for the tag titles. They lost that. What the fuck are we doing here? 
Name a more iconic duo than WWE and absolutely trashing women's trios. Oof. All right, he riot squad. Let's uh let's get into the meat of this episode. What we're here to talk about is WrestleMania weekend. Uh night one personally is up there on the pantheon of WrestleManias for me. Uh, that was an excellent, excellent night of wrestling, uh, headlined by two fantastic fucking matches. Um, Austin Theory and John Cena. Trash. It was, it was short. Cena was wrestling on fucking autopilot. Yeah, it looked like it. Yeah, you could just kind of tell he was there for the paycheck. I mean, how you I mean, gonna, he said as much in his promo. I mean, but it, how are you going to have Big Match John make a wish kids out on stage and then have him lose? Fuck those kids. Fuck <laughs> exactly. those kids. Um, up next was the tag team showcase match. Uh, can we just stop real quick and all stop predicting that the Street Profits are going to break up until they actually do? <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> goddamn, I, dude, Angelo Dawkins trucking Braun Strowman. Oh ass. my god! Yeah, Rumble, Rumble Womble got murdered. <laughs> and then, then my favorite. See, that led to my whole favorite sequence of this whole match. He fucking trucks Braun, and then the next one, fucking ricocheted out out of nowhere, jumping across ropes, hitting these guys, and it was just amazing. It. I told you guys in that in the chat this was going to be a, a banger, and it was that fun. match was a lot more fun than it had any business being. Yeah. And I, Braun Strowman and fucking Ricochet are actually growing on me as a tag team. Same. Yeah. I I don't know. I have a weird soft spot for just like there is no rhyme or reason, but we're throwing you together in a tag team because we don't know what else to do with you, but we and want to works. put you on TV. And I am really enjoying them. Like, one of my favorite hodgepodge teams that ended up having insane chemistry was Cesaro and Sheamus. The bar. Yeah. Early Cesaro and Sheamus, especially when they still hated each other, was one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And this is a good example um, that it works because you've got a big fucking... It's just like me and Jake, except he's not Ricochet. Yeah. But, I mean, I would pick him up and throw him and wandar him towards people and shit like that, and it got over. And it worked. Yeah, kind of like, you're like a Prince Albert and X-Pac. Yes. We'll go with that. I like that Um, guy, too. X-Pac was fun. Logan Paul, Seth Rollins. Uh, first of all, Seth Rollins' uh, gear and his outfit to go into the ring and on the ramp. That outfit drew so, so many fucking dimes. Dude, I My only so problem with hard. that whole thing was where they had the conductor. You could hear the fucking track that they had. Yeah, that and was they dumb. And it didn't time right. Like, at one point, like, the first one he hit, the second one you could hear it delay. And I was like... Fuck this shit. I wasn't a fan of that. Wish they would have let the fans be the, yeah. the the noise there. That would have been a lot 
lot better. Um, well, you got to think too that they were trying to go all out and show the pageantry for the sale. So that's why this WrestleMania was kind of. I don't know. That match made me feel old as shit because when they did the big reveal and commentaries like, holy fucking shitballs, it's KSI. I had to Google who the fuck that was. I was lucky that we had Becca's niece sitting with us and she goes, is that KSI? And I was like, who is that? I feel like this match, and I know I'm going to get a lot of heat for this, especially from Jake, but Logan Paul once again proved he belongs there. That was, that was, once again, proved he can put on a good match with anyone. Yeah. yeah, the kid can wrestle, but it. I don't care how good you can wrestle. Like many of my previous favorite indie dudes in the UK were all terrible people, so I had no problem writing them off, and they were way fucking better than Logan Paul could ever be. Well, once again, this goes back to. Uh, it's not everybody's cup of tea. You can write them off if you want to. I can separate the artist from the art. We were all fucking idiots at one point in time. And I wasn't all. that dumb. We, yeah. Yeah, we've done some dumb shit. Not that dumb of shit, but still, I'm just saying. I, I uh, spent his entire entrance hoping he'd fucking fall. So. I know. you. I told, I told Becca, I was like, uh, well, hopefully we'll have an Owen Hart here. Yeah, fuck that. We lost Owen that way. Why couldn't we lose Paul that way? On the topic of falling down, can we take a moment to just give a nod to the fact that they did not trust Titus with going down that big ass ramp? (laughs) Uh, That takes us to our next match. Uh, Damage Control versus Becky Lynch, Trish Stratus, and Lita. Wrong well, my girl Trish Stratus can still fucking go. Okay. Yeah. That, that, great, but the wrong team won, and Lita is slow. Yeah, Lita looked like ass, but Trish made up for it. Trish um, was still going, like, the way she was moving in there, the whole match, I just kept thinking, why did you retire? I'd love like, to see I, her have another run. Yeah. Like, honestly, si- sign her up for just like a a little one-year deal, part-time schedule. She Give only even have to work TV every week. Like, have her cut some promos here and there, some TV matches here and there, and then just work the pay-per-views. So get the Roman deal, is what you're saying. No, Roman is still on TV every fucking week. He's just not wrestling as much. Like, give her the edge schedule where there's a lot of moments where she disappears. So every character can go, wait, where is Trish Stratus? I f- the match was fun though. It was another <laughs> one of those matches that was way funner than it should have been. It was very forgettable to me. I feel like I feel the same outside of the tag match by this point in night one was extremely forgettable to me. But this is the point in the night two, the next match, which we're about to talk about Ray and Dom, where I feel like the mat, the show went from like good to great because every match from here on out was just like banger, banger, banger. Braver. Yeah, Ray Dom and Dom, a lot of fun. Ray and Dom was great. Dominic it really was, but nothing nothing says fucking I hate your guts, you're a piece of shit father, like Cinnamon Toast Crunch. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, there's the, nothing uh, like <laughs> other than the branding, though. Uh, if you compare Dominant Mysterio's entrance this year, which the entrance itself was fucking fire. That entrance shit was of great. The week. Um, all the whole. If you, if you compare his entrance this year with his entrance last year, and just take a look at his face, you saw it this year. He's made it. Only thing I would change is, now. is instead of Ray coming out to Eddie's music, Dom. It would have been Yeah, same. Uh, this I was a fun that, match, though. I thought the entrances were great. Uh, it was real lucha. To yeah. me. Dom doing the fucking cane entrance. With all the security guards and the handcuffs, money. Well, yeah, it was, it really reminded me of watching like Lucha and just how they costumes and, and all the stuff and the capes and the mask and all that stuff. Like that was something special that you would see at a Coliseum in Mexico on a Saturday night. Did, was it just me, or did anyone else think that Ray's mask looked really fucking weird on him? Yes. It was a tribute. Yeah. It was a tribute to Muda. Oh, oh that makes so much okay. fucking sense. Because, like, I was watching the things after what well, they were just talking about reverse, and he was talking about his mask. He had apparently the guy who does his mask is a Japanese dude, and he's been doing it since '96. No. So he made him that crystal mask for his Hall of Fame. That, was Dude, that shit looked so tight. Well, he was talking about this mask, and he had a um, prop master for Marvel make it and model it after Muda's mask. That's hmm. my favorite Marvel character. Um, so, next up, we had Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Now, let me just say off the top, I, I, I do not like Charlotte Flair. I probably never will like Charlotte Flair. But as much shit as we give her, she is in these spots for a reason, and she proved it in that match with Rhea Ripley, and they tore the fucking house down. And I say this <clears throat> knowing full well that if they would have been the main event, this match wouldn't have been as good. Then being so, I mean, they went because, out with something to prove. Yeah, that's exactly it. And They were match of the night for me. Oh, hands down. Yeah, hands down. They were match of the was, weekend. Well... Mm. Them and that triple threat that on night two would, were very close for me. I, I, and those two matches, I feel like, are some of the best WrestleMania matches we've ever seen. Matches, not build around it, just the match. Um, uh, that's a hard. That's a hard reach, I guess. I'll give it match of the night. I would give it maybe second best match for WrestleMania, but the weekend as a whole, match of the weekend goes to Bussy versus the Pheromones. You got to put over Effie. I got to put <laughs> over Dino. I feel like you're right. They had, they needed something to show that they were worth main event and that. Uh, and Rhea, man, she's going to, she made a great champ. Um, she looked at home in this match with Charlotte, whereas the last time they were, you could tell Charlotte was leading everything, and here she was, she was good. Yeah, but look who great. she has to ride around with. Fair. I mean, there's no reason why. I think 
Judgment Day really helped her with her confidence. And now we have this Rhea Ripley. And she could be unstoppable if she wants to be. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm definitely kind of looking forward to seeing what they do with her going forward from this. Because I'm... Like, on Raw, they already had her come out and challenge Bianca, because why? But, I don't know. I think that there's a really solid pool of challengers on SmackDown right now for her to work with. And they could easily ride out this reign for months. I could. I would like to see a, a Rhea um, Raquel feud. I would That'd be not. great. Raquel is very boring to me. Yeah, but they're really high on her. And she's they really yeah. She's probably going to be the, the women's Money in the Bank winner. I want to see Rhea and Shotzi go at it. That would be great. All right, so uh, the main event. It's our uh, first tag team championship main event match at WrestleMania. Only our second tag team main event at WrestleMania. And... Uh, First one since Mania 1. Mania 1, that's true. And um, it was cool as shit seeing the Reseda boys main event WrestleMania in Los Angeles. Yeah, with, I really love With the, Super uh, Dragon on their pants. Yeah, and PWG uh, logos too. Loved it. I popped bigger than shit. Yeah, I, I did put too. Chuck Taylor on there too. This was a, this was a fantastic tag team match i i enjoyed the the drama in it was just fantastic the near falls kept getting my ass yo uh sammy zane kicking out of the 1d apparently according to michael cole that's the first time anyone ever kicked out of that maneuver in wwe um, be it the 3d or, or the 1d that's according to michael cole michael cole is wrong because in so in WWE the one D uh, which what what does that even stand for? One and done. Oh, that's silly. But the three D was kicked out of once in WWE only because of a fuck up, and I'm ninety nine percent sure it was the Usos who did it. Huh. But outside of it. Uh, other than that one fuck up, it's only happened twice, and both times were in TNA. Yeah, but WWE don't count TNA, so no, they don't. They sometimes do. Uh, that, mm-hmm. The finish was fantastic in this match. Uh, those three Huluva kicks just the look on Sammy's face of after the first one being like, "I don't want to do this," and by the last one like that smile on his face before he hit it and got the pin cherry on top to that whole fucking story owens is now a grand slam champion with the win as he should be and uh sammy is the first muslim to main event wrestlemania yep pretty big now we didn't mention it but there's a random segment with Pat McAfee and the Miz, and who gives a shit? It was very forgettable. 
Um, night two. I honestly forgot that happened until you just brought it up. Night two, we open up with Brock Lesnar and Omos, where Brock Lesnar buried the most promising young talent the WWE has. Yo, the dude is seven foot three and only 20-something years old. Who gives a fuck? Did you see the way Omos tossed Brock in the first couple minutes? Oh, my God. Yo, that first toss, even Becca was like, what the fuck? I can, I can hear Will him. popping from Athens over that spot. You, <laughs> I told all of you that there was nothing Brock could do to stop the seven foot four giant. And except what? for the booking, except he for fucking by, by the skin on his back, barely fucking made it. Also, bonus points to Omos for being able to actually take the F five really well. Yo, it gets better and better every time he gets in the ring. Yeah, and this match was actually, like, a really fun match. For, like, a four-minute, 51-second match, this was pretty fucking good. He should have won. Yeah. He should have won. Most certainly should have won. No. No. How the fuck he should have? Yes, he fucking should have. The fuck he should have. Yes, he fucking should have. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's lost every big match he's been in. Give me a goddamn break. Almost sapiens don't need to rise up because we stay on top, Shane. Boom. Anyway, okay. uh, the next match was forgettable. Um, Rousey and Shots or Rousey and Baszler spent a combined thirty seconds in the ring before they won. I get it. They're both well. Rousey was injured going into the match. I think looks like uh, Shana got injured somewhere in the match. She didn't have her boot on at the end and could barely stand. Uh, I don't know. That was that match. Nothing connected in that match. Yeah, nothing. I don't. Re- I honestly have already forgotten who the fuck was even in that match, other than that's for the best. Ronda and Shayna. Yeah, uh, the other teams were Natalia and Shotzi, Chelsea and Sonya, and Liv and Raquel. Shout out to uh, Natty for her cat helmet. Oh yes. yeah, dope. Cat parents around the world unite. Also, but I am Chelsea sad Green that they got her about. first WrestleMania. I'm yeah. sad that they, they didn't come out on the uh, taking care of business tank. I know. Yeah, that, that was sad too. stupid. Stupid fucking decision, but you've made a lot of them, so. Yeah. Well, already uh, the there was up, one in the previous match. Next up was uh, not a stupid decision. This match. Uh, and I think I told you guys before the match, I said... This match is going to fuck harder than that time you found your stepsister stuck in the washing machine. This match was fantastic. It was. This is why we don't let you do the intro. But no, that match fucked. Dude. Dude. Ever, like The whole time it's just like, oh, ow, fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. Can we not agree that Titus being on commentary for that match was a terrible fucking oh, idea? That was a fucking horrible idea. What was uh, it he kept saying? Call the police. Oh my god, why? Y'all wild. Titus added so much to that match for me. He was the best fucking commentator of the Fuck whole you, night. Will. Because he Michael was the only was way better. He was the only one that was truly genuinely hyped up over all this shit. He was losing his fucking mind. Should have no, stayed Michael Cole was like, don't stop fighting. This is fucking awesome. Literally yeah, but Michael Cole is Michael Cole. That's like the narrator for 
a TV show. Whereas Titus felt like he reminded me of, oh, fuck, what's his name? The old UFC commentator, something Goldberg. No idea. None of y'all watch UFC? No. No. I like the real stuff. (laughs) Before they had the current dude whose name I forget, he's good, I just forget his name, there was, it was Joe Rogan and this dude, something Goldberg, and Goldberg would just be wigging out over everything. And it reminded me of that. I loved Titus on commentary. You're the only one. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the finish of this match when he powerbombed Sheamus onto McIntyre's head and then powerbombed McIntyre. My God, my God! It's Mike Mike Goldberg. Mike Goldberg, yeah, that was that dude. Uh, I just don't like Drew's gear was tight as fuck too. The white looked good. The white and gold. Uh, I really liked that. I I really liked one spot where I guess. Drew was going for the Claymore kick and then fucking Seamus hit him with the fucking knee at the same time. That shit looks so good. It did. Like, that whole... Those guys... It just brought back PTSD. (laughs) I was about to say... Where I had to work menace for, like, three months straight, and it was like... It wasn't just, like, an ego. It was an ego. It was a KFW. It was a fucking SPCW... Like, we're just working this whole fucking program and adding on this shit to it. But that was a rough-ass summer. <laughs> you worked him at a KFC? No, I did not. Might as well, KFW. Have. Um. Anybody else think Oscar should have beat Bianca? Yes. No. Mm-mm. Everybody no, like, I, I was watching it did. I picked Bianca, and I, and going to the match, I argued that Bianca should win. But after watching the match, I feel like Bianca needed the loss, if only because she's too strong at this point, and she needs to face some adversity. Every match is a, a, a tiptoe through the tulips for her. Well, enter well, Rhea Ripley. Enter Cody Rhodes. The man that's all racist. I don't, I don't know. I think Bodega got wrecked. My thing is the the Bianca Iron is still fucking hot, and she just not that long ago got the fucking Fenty sponsorship from Rihanna, and that is unprecedented for a wrestler. I I just think you're gonna She's bring her to more hot mega star. I get it, but you're gonna bring her to greater heights by having her face adversity and having her overcome it. She has faced nothing, no adversity. And I love her to death. Bianca's one of my favorites, but she needs something. But I don't know that Asuka is the right one to beat that year-long streak. And I was saying it in the group chat, but I firmly believe that Bianca needs to be the next person to have the big WrestleMania streak. So next year, it needs to be her versus Rob Van Dam because they're both three and zero. Four and zero, thank now you. Now that it's now that it's it's continuing, I, I I would agree with that. But like, I I also think she needs some adversity. She needs to drop it soon. She, and she and, and, will. even if it's just to regain it a month later, I, I, I really don't think mind. They're gonna, I really think the plan is to fucking just combine them, so that way we can all just have one champion again. 
be really once, neat if they did. Once Roman, what's once Roman drops the fucking belt, that's probably when they'll combine the fucking shit. Because you got to think about it from uh, Fox's and and USA's perspective too. They want the champion on the fucking show. Roman's not always on the fucking show, especially on Mondays. And I feel like that's why you've seen an elevation in the mid-card titles as well. Because that way you can have a championship main event if you need so to have it on Raw or SmackDown. It's just not. I just, if you unify all the belts but the mid-card belts, then what is the point of having a brand split anymore? That's fair. They need to do away with that shit anyway. No, I love the brand split. Yeah, but initially when they did the brand split and they had the undisputed WWE champion, the champions were on Raw and SmackDown. Yep. So it didn't it didn't fucking matter. If you were a champion, you had to be on both shows. Mm-hmm. So then that way it gives, you know, we can build live over here and build Alexa over here. Or, hey, we need to build Drew up. Hey, let's build Kevin up. And then boom. We should always build Kevin up. All right. Um, quick shout out before we move on to the uh, semi man for Snoop Dogg improvising a match after Shane went down. Uh, he deserves going to Hall of Fame again just for that. Busted out his Def Jam Vendetta finisher. Brother. All right. So, uh, big shout out to Snoop, though. Moving right along. Um, Edge and the Demon Finn Balor. Why bring out the demon face paint and body paint if you're just going to put him under? Um, so I think that was stupid to give Edge a win over the demon, but at the same time, Edge desperately needed that win because he'd been punked on the entire feud. That is the point of his... That is the whole point of this run for him, though, is to put young guys over, and then he... Goes over the young guy. Do you not think he's elevated Judgment Day at all? Judgment Day has been elevated as a whole through no fault of Edge. Now, I'm I'm agreeing with you, Shane. Edge has very much elevated Judgment Day since they turned on him and started that feud. He's put over Finn really hard that it's gotten Finn right back into that main event kind of status. And they've lost and he's both put, fucking pay-per-views though. And he put over he's put over fucking Damien, he's put over fucking Re- uh, Okay, Dom. okay. But okay, but he eliminated all three members of Judgment Day from the Royal Rumble in like 30 fucking seconds. And then the next fucking pay-per-view, him and Beth went over Rhea and and and, and Finn and now he's beating the Demon at WrestleMania. What the fuck? That is not yeah, but, putting anyone over. That yeah, is but look at all the that, fucking like time that he's been doing this whole thing. That's fine. He could have lost in the blow-off. But he's lost no, every because, fucking match up to No, that. he has yeah. not. He has he's, not. I just pointed out he's lost. He's what, only won the matches. tag match. Rumble eliminations don't really count. They count. It's a fucking story. The story is he's coming back. He's story is trash. They beat his his fucking wife, took her out, right? So now they came back and solidified that win. 
Nah, nah, dude. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I can't agree with you. Here. Well, see, that's the beauty of the show. We can have a, a discussion, and you can be right or wrong, <laughs> and I can be right or wrong. And JD I, can be wrong. I just feel that he has elevated four people to positions that they probably wouldn't have been if they didn't do this. I just think it's crazy that only one member of Judgment Day won on WrestleMania weekend. But that was the most important part, though. I, I get that it was the most important part. Important Judgment Day should have swept WrestleMania. Judgment Day should have swept WrestleMania. So Dom should have beat Ray on Hall on the weekend that he got. Okay. That yeah. I agree with. Yeah. No, he well, most certainly should have. And then he could have lost in Puerto Rico when he tags up Bad Bunny. No, you can't have Bad Bunny lose in Puerto Rico. Can't. People no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you had Dom win at WrestleMania and then had Bad Bunny and Ray beat Dom and uh, uh, Damien. But did Dom, did Dom need the fucking win? Yes. yes. Honestly, no. He's won the whole fucking time. Dom didn't need the win because Dom's already made. Dom did need to get his ass beat. But I would have liked to see Dom get the win to really cement it, but he didn't need it. Honestly, neither of them needed it, but for a proper payoff standpoint, I see why they gave it to Ray, but it does seem weird to give Ray back to back wins because there's no way they're going to have Bad Bunny lose in Puerto Rico that Dominic will get killed. Yeah, um, I, I think that was the, the most questionable decision. The whole Judgment Day booking this weekend was very, except for Rhea, but those two. And then you didn't even see Damien all weekend. Why was Damien not with his boy out at ringside? Because he's Becky a fucking was there nerd. The Dom match. Oh, yeah, he did show up, and then Bad Bunny. Damien showed up, put his jacket. Oh yeah, he did. He did for the chain. He was there. <laughs> I don't know. I just. I, I don't agree with the way they were booked this weekend. I, mean, I, I thought it was great. It the, wasn't the as much was of a robbery. Great. It was nowhere near as bad of a robbery as what was swindled from us homo sapiens. All right, so the main event. We did not finish the story. Oh, uh, the story wow, is and done. Everybody did not the say The story this? is Cody's a fucking nerd. Didn't I say this? I, I told you guys fucking months ago that this wasn't going to happen. This might be the most shocked I've ever been at the end of a WrestleMania main event. And it's just hey, because I'm gonna be honest they had me sold I w- that Cody was walking out with the titles. I was sold, too. I, I was sold on it. I, I was so sure that when he when he picked him up for that, uh, that crossroads again, I was like, there it is. He's about to win that fucking belt. And when but Solo you- hit him, when Solo hit him, like I, I was sitting there, I was holding it in my hand, it fell to the floor, and I was like, and I just said, fuck. And then he hit that spear, and Becca looked at me, and I was just, like, in shock. In shock. And then, at that moment, you realized who Cody Rose's father was. <laughs> um, looking back, too long. Looking back, uh, it was a great booking decision, I think. Like, like you said, he has not seen hard times. He hasn't. Um, I want him I, to suffer. And then never get anything from it. I just want him to suffer. Uh, so this is only the seventh time a heel was one of the main event of WrestleMania. 
And the third in a row that included Roman Reigns. What do you mean the heel one? The baby face one. <laughs> the finish right. the Roman provides food and shelter for all of us. If he had lost, we would Easy. have had to get food for ourselves. I don't want to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Who will provide for us? Not, Not Cody Rhodes. I, I don't think this is. I don't think this title reign is going to even end remotely soon. I, I at this point, I don't think it'll end until SummerSlam. San Martino record to not just go all the way. Well, there's two of them. Which one's he going to break? The first one or the second one? That's if we're going for that record. Which one? Are, I don't think they're going to let him break the second one. The long, long one. The yeah. seven-year one. Yeah. Absolutely not. He no will way. get. He may beat Hogan. Let's just say that he'll beat Hogan, and I think he'll beat Pedro. Oh, he's he's close to Pedro right now. I thought he's. I thought Pedro was above Hogan. I'll tell you right now. Pedro is above Hogan. Give me a second. So yeah, he's close to Hogan up. right now. So uh, he is. Pedro is at. Uh, 1,028 days. Oh, so he's real close. And he would have to make it to Money in the Bank to beat that. Then Bruno is behind Pedro at 1,238 days. And he'd have to make it to the Royal Rumble next year. They're not doing that. No. Why not? They're not doing that. And if if he was going to beat Hogan, he would have to make it the crown jewel of next year. And if he was going to beat Bob, he'd have to make it to Hell in the Cell in 2026. Yeah. And to beat the second Bruno record, he would have to make it to WrestleMania Backlash of 2028. Yeah, absolutely not happening. Let's fucking go, big dog. Let's, Let's provide. Provide for me and my family. I'm buckled up. All right, guys. I don't want to talk about it, but we really have to. There was something that happened after WrestleMania that um, I'm not, I'm still not sure what it was because it wasn't a Raw. This wasn't, okay, this wasn't a good Raw after WrestleMania, it but this also just uh, wasn't a good Raw. This also wasn't a good Monday Night Raw at all. This is the lowest rated Raw in like the past eight months. It's the lowest rated Raw since the pandemic, isn't it? Yes, I think it is. Uh, they got to drop the R and just call it Monday Night Aw. That's <laughs> <laughs> everybody can go everybody home now. We'll win. Well, there was at least one quality thing to happen on Raw. It went off, it went the, off air. the air? No. Cody got his ass beat again. Hey, Dude, hey. what the fuck was that goofy-ass little collapse he did on the s- stage after walking back up the ramp like he got <laughs> shot? What a fucking dork. That it was just a horrible beatdown. fucking Raw. It, it was a horrible Raw. The only good thing was the Cody beatdown. That was the only good thing on the episode. Um, like, how are you going to do Seth Rollins that way, though, too? Oh, my God. So, that's just so y'all funny. Saw him, 
y'all saw them change the script on the fly. Y'all saw the shit they posted online, right? Where Seth got to talk somebody. They had a production member talking to him during the commercial break, and he got pissed off and threw the fucking microphone down on the floor. Yeah, they did it. That, uh, I think they said they did it three times within the first hour or some shit. Yeah, they rewrote the script on the fucking fly because guess who's in Gorilla? It's McMahon. That's how you make good television, kids. Um, I'm I'm with Shane. If this keeps happening, I'm not going to watch. I'm just going to read the recaps. Yeah, I, I can't. Was it the best eight months of wrestling? No. Uh, was it perfect? No. But it was a step in the right direction. And that Raw just solidified what everybody was hoping wouldn't happen. Happening. Well, I look forward to seeing y'all on Thursday nights for the two best weekly wrestling shows on TV of Impact and Ring of Honor. So, uh, I think the real test, though, is going to come tomorrow night when they're doing SmackDown, if Vince is still there, or if he was just around because he was in town for Mania. Because he hasn't been on the road. Uh, I mean, he went and saw it, said hi to John Cena. But other than Vince that, he is the road. Other than that, though, he hasn't been on the road before now, so... He's been if, he, if he's not a SmackDown, it, we might be business as usual. If he's a SmackDown, though, he's going to get like a man got to take over again. That Trips was going to open up the show. I, I could. I really don't think it's going to be the same message that he gave us on Triple H opening up the show again. Has that feel of just the dog sitting in the house on fire, saying, "This is fine." I I just love that his whole segment was I have a colossal announcement. The announcement is nothing is going to change. I was hoping that when Tony Khan said that he had a major announcement for Wednesday that he was going to come out and do the same fucking thing. Just be like, nothing's going to change. We're here to stay. And then walk away just like Triple H and I would have fucking popped. There's a reason why he's been Booker of the Year for three years in a row. That's what happens when you've got Bandito, Lucha Brothers, and fucking daddy ass on payroll. And apparently Jay White now. And that boy, Jay White. Uh, So when he didn't show up Monday night, I figured he was going to show up Wednesday. Yep. That was just my my thinking on it. Also, uh... The one surprise we got on the Raw Mania before we get away from that was Matt Riddle coming back. What? Oh, yeah, he did. Crackhead Riddle. Why? Why That was the only surprise we got. Like, no call-ups, which Braun Breaker not getting called up makes sense after his heel turn Tuesday night. But still, we got nothing. No C-grimy or nothing. C-grimy. Jesus. (laughs) wait in the car i'm fine with that yeah i just feel like yeah we had an excellent weekend with wrestlemania and it was just kind of a downer with raw like this is we went from like quality shit and great storytelling to changing the script fucking three times in the first hour uh you know seth just Doing a promo, walking out, and then walking right. He didn't back. do a promo. He didn't cut a promo. All he, he did, did was the, the sing promo a song. before. Oh yeah, out. Like he was going to cut another promo. 
don't know. It it reminded me of last time I saw AEW live while Adam Cole was still doing his heel run. He hit his entrance, did the whole thing, did the whole boom, and then just immediately left. And it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't think the... Uh, and also, too, another thing we're not touching on is the fucking Brock Lesnar fuck you. I feel like that was more of a fuck you to everybody watching the product than yeah, anything. That's exactly what that was. That wasn't a fuck you to Cody. That was Vince McMahon saying fuck you to the fans. I yeah, want. but also fuck Cody Rhodes. Also fuck Cody Rhodes. I wish Triple H would have just, after after it happened, would have walked out and been like, I never forgot the throne. Yeah. <laughs> no, they should have just too. had him at the top of the ramp sitting on his throne. <laughs> the big band over it where it broke. <laughs> or uh, even better bonus points, make it a polka dot throne. Oh, God. Apparently, though, Cody Brock's been playing for a couple months now after Mania. So I honestly kind of saw it coming after as soon as he lost. I was like, well, everyone's already going to be like, oh, my God, they squandered a moment like they can't easily build it back up. And what better way to regain all that momentum than a win over Brock Lesnar? I mean, he shook Brock's hand, which, first of all, makes him an idiot. Uh but, like, I don't know. Him and Brock could make magic. I think him and Brock would be great together in the ring. They're both amateur wrestlers. Well, and also, too. Um, and they're both pro wrestlers. Somebody pointed it out, too. This always happens on the Raw after Mania. That Brock returns and shake, destroys shake somebody. somebody. He did it to Cena. He did it to Cena. He did it to Bobby. Yeah. Yeah, and all these out. people thought Brock was actually going to work a match on a Monday. You know, Fucking the last time asses. Brock Lesnar wrestled a match was against Tommy Dreamer. And Grand Theft Auto Vice City was out on PlayStation 2. That that, I am out. Yeah. <laughs> the last time that Brock has uh, wrestled on Raw. So anyways... Now that the real podcast can start. <laughs> well, <laughs> time for in. me to force my fun Wednesday talk because Wednesday was eventful. Yeah, for sure. Wednesday. We had the oh. debut or not really even the debut, but now he signs. Uh, Jay White, after leaving Bullet Club in New Japan, has joined Bullet Club. And came out to beat the dog shit out of Ricky Starks and back up Juice Robinson. So I guess we're getting some kind of Bullet Club USA. That'll be interesting to see. Well, isn't uh, isn't Chris <coughs> A uh, tag champs down there? And Ace? Uh, yeah, him and Ace are the Impact Tag Team Champions. And they're also in the Bullet Club. Yes, they are. And there's okay. already New Japan side of things. There's been a lot of friction in the post Jay White Bullet Club because David Finley jumped in to be the new leader and not everyone is on board with it. Mostly El Phantasmo is butting heads with Finley a lot. So I'm wondering if this is going to go the way of NWO Black and White versus NWO Red and Black. 
either something like that or we're going to get another offshoot faction from Bullet Club, kind of like Gorillas of Destiny and the Elite, and to an extent House of Torture, but House of Torture is still Bullet Club. But fun debut, Jay made the right fucking choice not going to WWE, especially after how things have panned out in the last week. Definitely made the right fucking call. Yeah, and then he may have dodged a bullet on that one. And we had a delightful main event. The Guns defending the AEW World Tag Team Championships in a Lucha de Apuestas match. Championships versus FTR's careers. And what do you know? FTR bald and FTR hair pulled it out again and got the belts and saved their careers. But the main takeaway from that match to me was the Guns have fully cemented themselves as top-level heel tag teams with that mini men entrance. Yeah. Well, it was incredible. One of the things that finish looked a little weird to me. Yeah, it was a little wonky, but I think that was my only real complaint about that because I, I enjoyed the mini men entrance and all that stuff. And so I just also think the that, guns have like top five entrance gear in the game right now. Well, look at who's uh, who's their daddy. Daddy ass Billy Gunn. But well, overall, really solid episode of Dynamite. The trios match between Best Friends and House of Black was a lot of fun. Jamie Hayter and Riho was a blast. Overall, pretty fucking good shit. Well... I guess it's time for uh, your favorite segment of the week. Yes. I will go last for MVPs of the week because I have multiple. You have multiple? All right. Well, Jake, you want to go first with your MVP of the week? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to give it to you, Shane, because you fucking popped me with the, uh, the triple threat giving you PTSD about wrestling menace. Like, that was the highlight of my weekend. Like, I laughed about that shit for a good 30 minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. (laughs) They were the best part of WrestleMania for me. I'm going to give my uh, MVP of the week to Dom Dom. Because he killed it. He really did. You You can tell he's got his confidence. You can tell he's found himself. Uh, you know, kind of stepping out of his dad's shadow, which I feel like was a good story arc for him. And well, he killed hats, it. Hats off for him to being able to do that because there's not many shadows in wrestling that could be harder to step out of than Rey Mysterio's. Yeah, and I was sitting there with my son and I said, you know, it's literally fucking crazy that I've watched Rey Mysterio since I was a kid. Yeah. And he's still going today and I'm fucking 37 years old. And the best part is that Mysterio is still going like he's fucking 15, almost 20 years younger than he is. 
Yeah, he's he's one of those guys who figured out um, because there's certain things that he doesn't do because he can't do them anymore. Um, but he figured out what that was, made his style adapt to that, and I think that's what's gave him the longevity um, that he's had. And it's going to be a real uh, sad day for a lot. Well, for me, when Ray does finally hang that up, but he deserves it. He's been doing it since he was a kid. So, uh, yeah, that whole feud was great for me. So, and Don killed it, and he's the MVP of the week. I I have a few MVPs of the week because way too many people showed up and showed the fuck out to, for me to just pick one but first MVP of the week goes to Speedball Mike Bailey who is now back to back Wrestlemania week MVP that man tore it fucking up against the best of the best in the fucking world great match with Kota Ibushi great match with Tanahashi Great fucking match with El Hijo del Vikingo. Great fucking match with Shihiro Ire. And I'm blanking on the other two matches. Damn, but busy. Busy motherfucker. Proved that he is, without a doubt, one of the best wrestlers in the whole fucking world right now. MVP number two. One of my personal favorite wrestlers of all time. It's been too long since she's come over to the states but had a handful of really fun matches cut a really good promo at spring break yoshihiko yes yoshihiko had a killer tag match at the ddt show teaming with chris brooks against my babies shun makatsumata and mao Great ass fucking match. And then the next night had a really good main event with Cole Radrick. And then at spring break, cut an all-star promo. <laughs> you don't get why that's so funny, do you, Shane? No. Yoshihiko's the blow-up doll. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's so funny to me. <laughs> and the current reigning 17-time DDT Ironman Heavy Metal Weight Champion. Yeah. I want to win that belt. <sighs> Me too. But my number three MVP is big fucking surprise. El Hijo del Vikingo. Well, Because <laughs> goddamn that speedball match was fucking amazing and then the it was either the next night or two days later he had a fucking breathtaking match with laredo kid that fucking i saw one spot from the speedball match and i was like fuck no the apron spot yeah hell no. yeah fuck no which also dude speedball's pants looked cool as shit but no vikingo's the dude also had a fucking banger for defending the mega championship at Supercard of honor with uh, or against commander who's another one of my favorites i don't know i was just happy you mentioned my dude chris brooks like 
I love that guy. Yeah, no, Chris Brooks was looking fucking good in that tag match. And then he was a little piece of shit and turned on Yoshihiko to try to steal the Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship. And then Yoshihiko immediately pinned his ass back. As one does. As one does. It's Yoshihiko. That's a former world champion. That's it. Chris Brooks is that fucking dude, though. I love Chris Brooks. I always forget how tall he is. Yeah, he's a big, tall, lanky Brit. That Chris Brooks. But that concludes MVPs of the week. Uh, JD told me that his MVP of the week is um, Buff Bagwell. So, Jake. Good. Nah, his his MVP of the week should be us do? for closing up the show. That's who it should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will uh, be in your feeds probably tomorrow. So, yeah, Jake, what do they need to do? Bring money? <laughs> no, they need to bring us DDT Ironman Heavy Metalweight Championship opportunities. There we go. Bill. <laughs> <laughs>